Hello. And welcome to Fleece and Fruit. Wow, that was very professional. Okay, <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that. Uh, this, this is Dave. And Mel. And we are bringing you another weekly Christian podcast. Yep. Full of fun and Bible. And, and fleece Bible fun. and fruit. There's no fruit or fleece. There's the dog. The dog would be uh, the fleece. It's an unfortunate name, if we're being honest. <laughs> neither one of us own either of those things. I don't eat fruit. But um, anyway, <laughs> I kid. I love fruit, actually. Um, so you have a Bible study prepared for us today. Or is that right now? Yes. So the series that we're in right now is uh, just the fruit of the Spirit. So uh, let's look at Galatians 5.22. But the fruit of the Spirit, the result of His presence within us, is love, unselfish concern for others, joy, inner peace, patience, not the ability to wait, but how we act while waiting, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. And that's the amplified version, which is why it um, uh, was a little bit longer. So uh, we're, we're this week focusing on patience, and so the Bible verse that we're looking at is Psalms 78, 38. But he, the source of compassion and loving kindness, forgave their wickedness and did not destroy them. Many times he restrained his anger and did not stir up his wrath. And so that's in reference to the Israelites in the desert. Um, just, uh, just imagine a whining kid about the age of, of 10. So they're capable of much um, if they can just be patient and, uh, and, and they're whining. So, uh, there were many times that the Israelites didn't listen and it was, uh, very upsetting to Moses, obviously, um, but also to God, but he was really patient with them. So, um, often we hear the word patience. We think that means just waiting, but there's actually another word for it and it gives a different view and understanding and that is long suffering. So what does long suffering mean? What does it look like? Long suffering means waiting and sitting in the waiting and sometimes, yes, actually suffering, but holding back. So this, in this waiting, how are you acting? How are you responding? Because that will determine whether or not you're actually growing in patience, which again is long suffering, and being able to sometimes sit there and, and just pray. Sometimes we think that we have to do something we have to say something. We have to be active or involved in order to bring about change. But that's not always the case. Sometimes what God wants us to do is just sit and watch what he does. And there are times where the Lord will instruct us, hey, do this at this time. But sometimes it's not your, your fight or it's not your task or you're not supposed to accomplish it. It's not your thing to check off the list. It's not even for you to do or say. Have you ever had somebody that needs advice but you just recognize that you can't say anything. So you, you just pray for them in your own, on your own time, in your own space, not with them. You just, you just pray for them. And you stand back and watch the Lord work because you recognize that there's something really powerful in, in staying silent. Something really beautiful about patience in the long suffering is that he is there in the waiting. He is so present in the waiting. And not only is he waiting with you, He's waiting on you. He wants you to press into him in the waiting. So he wants you to wait 
on him. And people that are, are um, engaging in their relationship with the Lord, um, it's, it's much more easy to just, you know, to go to the throne room. Lord, I need help with this. Um, you know, this is what's happening. I want it to happen in, in your timing as, as you, would, you would have it happen, Lord. I don't know what that looks like, but your will be done, not mine. You know, so you can ask God to give you easy practice sessions of you pressing into him while you're waiting. And so what is what does that pressing in look like? You know, it's it's obviously in prayer. Sometimes it's just sitting still, your hands in your lap and just breathing in in grace and breathing out praise. Sometimes uh, it's lifting up his name. So, you know. And, and sometimes it's reminding yourself who he is. So, Lord, you are high above all else. You are the first and the last, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. And there's none that he's even second or, or close to being second to who you are and your creator over everything. And just that type of thing, you know, lifting up the Lord's name. Um, maybe the Lord would have you do activities, but as you go forward, uh, you're waiting for direction from him. So uh, there's a lot of times that how he wants to do something and in the timing that he wants to do something, it, it won't look like how we imagine. And we can ask the Lord to, to give us wisdom in, in the waiting, uh, to give us understanding in the waiting, and he'll do it because he's faithful, even when we're not. And this brings us to the next fruit of the spirit that we'll look at next week, which is faithfulness. Uh, Isaiah 30, 18, Therefore the Lord waits expectantly and longs and delights in being gracious to you, and he waits for you on high. He waits to have compassion on you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed, happy, fortunate are those who long for him, since he will never fail them. All right, welcome back. <laughs> Hello. Uh, thank you, Mel, for the Bible study. That was awesome. Oh, thank you. On patience, on being patient. Yeah. I took some notes. Yeah. Because I was listening. Um, Let's hear well, it. Are you surprised by that? No. That I was listening? Or... So, um, well, I was just, I was listening and I was thinking about things that I personally need to focus on more. Um, definitely the refrain from anger thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's a big one for a lot of people. Yeah, that's, it's really hard, especially when you're frustrated to kind of center yourself mm -hmm. and keep yourself from just being unnecessarily mad mm -hmm. at something. That's just really not a big deal mm -hmm. in the great scheme of things. Yeah. Um, don't cry over spilled milk, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well... Yeah, and don't scream at your children over spilled milk is also milk, yeah. <laughs> a good thing. That's a good one, yeah. I think it's also it's also hard, especially with this political climate, like everybody has their views and it's really really oh, yeah. important to just be it's okay to have your beliefs, it's okay to stand for your beliefs, but to be tolerant and respectful and calmly discuss other people's views and be patient in that i think that's something that our country 
really needs right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, emotions are running super hot right now. Just yeah. I, I think as on, on a whole, the country is just, in general, less patient with each other. And, and there is that, that anger, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Well, one of the other things I wrote down was, I have it written here, it says, willing to suffer for growth, mm. uh, which is a part that you, you know, you talked about. And I think that's really important, too. I mean, I think that's something that, um, I don't know, I guess, especially it seems like as Christians today, especially in the U.S., mm-hmm. um, you know, suffering is such a, I guess it's it's a term that and the lexicon of our country is just awful, right? Mm-hmm. Like everything's, you know, like it's suffering is just the opposite of a good thing, mm-hmm. you know? And while that is somewhat true and mostly true, I mean, there are times, especially as Christians, that, you know, suffering is an important part of learning about Christ and mm-hmm. and understanding just God as a whole. I mean... Paul even says that he delighted in his suffering, you know, and so I think that, you know, when you said that, I thought that was pretty poignant, and I would have to say that that is a thing <laughs> that, uh, I don't know, that I, I know that I, I have trouble with, um, you know, any kind of, think, any amount of being uncomfortable, it's like, oh, I have to change my situation now. <laughs> I think, I think most people would completely agree with that, especially, so in, in, our culture we have access to you know whatever we want at any time so to to show that um that self-restraint whether it is you know i i feel my first thought is food okay so you know it's it's so much easier to just go get a chicken sandwich from a fast food place rather than you know stay home grill some chicken you know cut up some vegetables and and try to just you know make it healthier and and that's you know that's not a, a good example of suffering um, it's a good example of, of having self-control and some patience um, and to an extent but depends but, on how terrible your grilled chicken is. That is true. That that could end in suffering. <laughs> if you're not cooking it right, that could end in a, in a lot of suffering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, be in the, the bathroom for hours if you don't cook that good. So um, many different kinds of suffering. Yeah. So true. For so sure. true. But um, I think uh, in like how Paul was talking, you, you said Paul delights delighted in his suffering. And, you know, he, and I know that you know this, um, he knew what it produced he knew what what allowing himself to go through the suffering there is a process that produces a growth in in one thing or another and so um yeah it's an opportunity yeah and and you know most most people around the world don't have what we have here in our culture they you know well and to an extent i think it's a bit of a handicap for us yeah, no, uh, I, I think you know. that we uh, we enable ourselves uh, yeah, where I mean, where we have the opt out at any time of suffering. Oh yeah, um, or or we choose to you know turn a blind eye towards suffering. I mean, you can, you can go to any major city, right? And there's homeless people; they're suffering. You know, um, 
and and so we we turn a blind eye to that and we don't want to expose ourselves to that because oh well you know then it's going to make me feel bad because i see that they're suffering and it's it's like jesus suffered so so how how are we allowing ourselves the opportunity to not only practice patience but experience suffering as as god would have us experience because it's not always going to be you know persecution for our faith right, right? No. it's it's not always going to be uh poverty it's not it's it's going to look different for for each oh, person yeah, for sure. and it's going to be uh if, if you ask god lord give me you know easy practice sessions for long suffering for long patience um to allow me the opportunity to grow uh, and, and so the Bible, it says, I think it's in 2 Timothy, that Holy Spirit will take you degree by degree from glory to glory into the image of Christ. So uh, it, it, is, it is possible to have these little micro sessions of practicing suffering or, or, or practicing patience. So be mindful that when you pray that prayer, the Lord will... He'll, he'll take you at your word. And so be on guard that, okay, if, if things don't go as I plan, I'm going to breathe and, and stay silent. I'm going to say a quick prayer and, and just watch what God does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's awesome. Well, again, thank you, Mel, for the study. That was really good. I think uh, practicing patience is definitely something that we all <laughs> have to work on um, and hopefully we continue to um, so are there any do you have any news for me yeah well so that's what I was gonna say um, I actually so you know I was you know I looked through all my little news bits and stuff for things and uh, this kind of stuck out to me um, and it kind of leads into the the next story that I found too um, this is an article by Maria Bear and John Stone Street. Um, uh, I believe it's Breakpoint is that they write on. And uh, they're basically talking about uh, Facebook's uh, new metaverse. Mm. Um, so let me give you... So, you know, so Zuckerberg kind of explains it. Um, essentially, he has this idea that... Um, he would like everything to be virtual reality. Um, mm -hmm. So he says that, uh, you know, this is what he says. He says, using VR technology, uh, people would be able to go to the office or visit family and friends or do almost anything in a simulated or half simulated place. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I mean, it sounds pretty neat for, you know, if especially from a work standpoint. Right. Um, you know, it sounds like a cool idea, like, you know, being able to just kind of, you know, go in there and, and have at least, uh, I guess, the, I don't know, I guess the feeling that you're somewhere else. Yeah, no, I, I heard about actually... that. Basically, it's like The Sims, but on steroids. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. And uh, you just, you know, log on on your, on your profile, you put your virtual reality goggles on, and you would live your life through through this, which is, through this, you know, virtual reality, which is, yeah. you know, a... a interesting concept it, it it's obviously we've come very far with technology but 
um, you know, it's people need human touch. Yeah, no, for sure. I and uh, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of it's a weird thought. I don't know. Have you ever seen uh, Wally? Yeah, 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 yeah. With all the people floating the, around the, on the chairs. Yeah, and the and, virtual golf. And, oh yeah, like they're you know they're like they're like two feet away from each other, but but talking on the phone. Yeah, like they yeah. never even see each other, kind of thing. Yeah. I feel like that's where things are headed, and this article is kind of interesting. They kind of um, explain how, um, you know, how things have actually always for like the last thirty years or so. Uh, have kind of been stepping in that direction yeah. just slowly piece by piece and it, and it makes a lot of sense I mean there's a lot of ways that uh, you know our society has moved from a human connection yeah. right to something else entirely well it know. is easier than ever to connect with people um, and co- to communicate with people it, it's that you know we have come so far from having that community yeah. Which is oh, yeah. not the same thing as communication. It is. It's it's very strange. I mean, you know, like I said, I could see the appeal from like a, a workplace standpoint or even a productivity standpoint. But I don't know about the family and friends thing. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. It's not going to replace. I mean, I get what he's saying. It could be a cool tool. Yeah. But I mean, nothing's going to replace a hug from your, you know, right. your mom or your brother or sister. Mm-hmm. I mean, the dentist can't actually look in your mouth if right. you're not sitting in the chair. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, I mean, I don't know. It's an interesting concept. And I mean, I'm sure, I mean, one of the things that, you know, they point out in the article is that, you know, if anybody can do this, Facebook would have the resources to do something like this. So yeah. it kind of makes sense. And uh, actually, there's also a, they, they're coming out with um, uh, some virtual reality cryptos. Um, oh, yeah, I heard about that. And <laughs> so uh, the crypto is tied to virtual reality. And uh, so it, it's going to be interesting to to wait <laughs> and mm. see how that plays out. Yeah, it's definitely... But be mindful that we, um, we need community. And, you know, you, you have a lot to offer and, and people, people need to talk with you and... You know, they have things to offer that that you need to hear as well. So it's important to just be mindful of what is going on um, with technology and don't let yourself get sucked into that, you know, stay grounded. For sure. So that actually leads me to my next article, which I thought, you know, I saw this first, actually. And then, you know, I was reading this and then. I was I was still going through and I found the the Zuckerberg article mm-hmm. and I was like, "Huh, that kind of that's interesting." So, this first article that I found um so it's it's uh basically about John MacArthur. He says uh Zoom church is not church. Mm. Uh basically saying that, you know, streaming a church service is fine um from the standpoint of you know being viable for teaching and and understanding but it's it doesn't replace church and right you know he's talking about kind of how um you know there are a lot of families there are a lot of people that have thought to themselves well i'll just do this you know and yeah he's saying it's it's just a poor substitute i mean uh you know when the bible talks about the church right it talks about coming together right it comes about yeah. it talks about breaking bread 
Um, it talks about communion, that kind of thing. And those are things that you do mm-hmm. in the physical presence of others, you know, and that physical fellowship. So he's kind of talking about that. And I got to say, I agree with what he's saying. Um, and it's interesting because, man, I tell you, almost every church mm-hmm. has it now, like an online stream. And I mean, you know, I think that a lot of these churches, they kind of popped up during the during the uh, during pandemic COVID, yeah. and, and, you know, people weren't allowed to go. And that's that's fine. But, you know, I guess his point is it's time to to go back to be done with that. Yeah, yeah it's time for people to get back in the church. Um, you know, one of the things he talks about is the importance of you know, going to church and being with other people and then and then putting yourself under the leadership of the people in the church, you know, yeah. understanding um, that, you know, having that mentorship and that kind of, you know, Spiritual leadership guidance is, yeah, is really, is really important. important. I mean, that, that touches again on, on the community. You know, yeah. people, they they need to hear what you have to say and, and you need to hear what they have to say and, and these relationships relationships are meant to give us a a glimpse of a relationship with Jesus that relationship with father and obviously nothing can replace that you need to have your own relationship with God where you're talking with God you're you're hearing what he wants to say to you it's a relationship right but same with the same with church we we need to have these relationships and have this community um, because from that we're able to grow, right? Yeah. And so... Well, and he uh, even I, talks I, from the perspective of... Um, so, like, not even just that. Like, he makes a point about... Like, I don't know if you've ever been... I've been to one of these. But they have these churches that they basically have, like, a like a screen. Mm-hmm. And you just watch a pastor on a screen. Oh, it's yeah. usually like, like a satellite church of a bigger yeah, organization of churches. Yeah. And uh, he's basically saying that, you know, even in something like that mm-hmm. is is not really the correct dynamic. Like, you know, if, as a, if you have a pastor, um, like a person that you put yourself under, mm-hmm. right, you put yourself under their spiritual leadership, then it's impossible for that pastor, mm-hmm. right, that's teaching you to actually guide you on a personal level if they're not even around yeah you know what i mean if they're head on a screen i mean not only that if we're gonna and i know that you know this we've talked about this before um but even so the way that the church was designed to be when when jesus came and he was establishing the church the way that it was designed to be is nothing like how it is today so what was supposed to be is that essentially there's a bunch of small groups right your bible study groups throughout the week uh, but there's a bunch of home churches and a home church would have anywhere from, you know, 10 people to 70 at the max. And uh-huh. this would, this helps with that close knit community. So that way you're not lost in a sea of numbers and nothing's wrong with, with mega churches per se, because the thing is, is that all the people that are going there, they are pursuing God. They're there, aren't they? They showed up. They're trying. And that's important. But to to really uh, amp it up, um, the way that, that God designed for the church to be is to be like a wildfire. And to do that, you have to have those those home, home churches. Oh, yeah. And so like when uh, 
when they would have home church, the way that it would go is that um, one person might say one thing. Um, it, it was more of a, a giant conversation with everybody, you know. Um, maybe somebody would sing a song. Uh, you know, maybe somebody would speak in tongues. And if somebody did speak in tongues, there would be a translation. Um, and yeah. uh, maybe somebody did a dance, right? Dancing before the Lord. David was a big... David King David was a big, big into dancing. Yeah. So the way that we sit and we ask for the pastor to stand up there and give us, um, you know, what he learned that week or what he was able to compile that week, that's great and all, but you need your own relationship with the Lord. And ultimately what God has intended is that you contribute to the conversation as well, whether it's contributing to the sermon or things like that. Um, so if, if you're not in a Bible study, get into get into a Bible study and, and build those relationships. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, that personal level relationship is really the main part of what we do, right? Like when we go to church is, is to find other people that we can grow with. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> but yeah, so I mean, you know, I think it's, I think he's right on with that whole thing and um i think it's just important that people start getting back into the buildings mm -hmm. um so that you know the work can continue to be do and be done um so uh, i just wanted to touch briefly on veterans day yes since we're recording happy this veterans, on veterans day. day yes happy veterans day thank you for your service if you served um in our military um there's there's so many different stories that are great um and that are, you know, that are just remarkable. Um, but, you know, I I, uh, I definitely did like a little bit of a dive in the history and, thing, and stuff like that. And I would encourage everyone to do that. Um, it's pretty interesting how everything got its start. Um, but, uh, you know, I one of the, the cool things is I was looking through all the different Veterans Day uh, articles and stories and... Uh, one thing I saw was that they have a lot of great deals for veterans on yeah. Veterans Day. Uh, yeah, so there so are especially if, if you're yeah. So I mean, there's in a tons of populated city. Oh okay, well, just I mean, nationally they've got uh, Outback is giving away food, Olive Garden, mm. uh, B Dubs is like a whole meal, wings and fries. And what is B Dubs again? Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, they're giving an entire meal to veterans. I mean, there's a ton of different deals on here. I think it's pretty neat. Um, free coffee at Starbucks, that kind of thing. Um, so if you are a veteran, you should definitely get out there and take advantage of these. Um, you know, of course, you already know there's plenty of discounts that these guys run daily. But I think it's pretty cool that they're giving back a little bit to veterans and just feeding them for the day, which is pretty neat. I recommend that you do a quick Google search um, for uh, restaurants or uh, retail owners that uh, give freebies for veterans today. <laughs> yeah. And just yeah. see the list that comes up and, and find what, yeah, what works for you. Pretty substantial, too. So, uh, lastly, I just wanted to touch a little bit. You know, I, I told you earlier that I didn't have a ton prepared for music, but um, I just wanted to give a little bit of a recommendation. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, this this is a, a guy that I've been to for a while now. He is the, he's actually the lead pastor at Isla Vista Church. Mm -hmm. um, his name is Mark Barlow. And uh, I think he's got a really, really great voice. He has a unique sound that I really like. 
Um, specifically, uh, I really like his song Precious. It's on his Hymns and Soul album. Um, and that can be found on Spotify or wherever you get your music from. Um, and again, it's Mark Barlow. I think he really does a Barlow? great job. Barlow? Is that B-A-R-L-O-W? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and again, I mean, I'll have the link in the, the description for you guys uh, so you can give a listen. I think it's, I think it's worth it to check out. So, um, all right, well, we'll take a break and then we'll come back and uh, close out with prayer. All righty. Welcome back. Hey yo. Um, so uh, as we did last week, uh, we want to uh, end the podcast with uh, a prayer, of course. Um, and again, we typically would like to end with uh, prayer requests and uh, praises from you guys. So definitely send those in. Um, we don't have any this week. Um, we didn't get any from you guys yet, but hopefully soon. So um, I guess we'll keep it simple. Yes. And uh, if you wouldn't mind uh, leading us in prayer, Mel, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you so much that uh, we're able to pray freely um, and openly for um, not only ourselves, but our country. Yes. And uh, thank you for the veterans that served. I, I do pray that you bless them and uh, that you give them favor, God. And uh, as we talked about uh, patience and, and long-suffering, would you help us to grow in that and to understand that more and give us wisdom in that area in the name of jesus we pray amen amen Amen. thank you mel thanks for listening yeah well we hope you guys have a great weekend and we appreciate the listen leave a comment a prayer request a praise report leave a praise report we'll share it heck yeah that'd be awesome (laughs) all righty bye bye